This episode contains real-life triple zero call audio and may be distressing for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Thanks, Telstra. Hello, caller. What address do you need to please? Um, well, I'm actually stuck in floodwaters and I don't particularly want to try to continue driving a car in any direction. So okay, whereabouts are you? Um, just uh, uh, on so I'm... On the Loddon Highway, or the Murray Valley Highway, I'm just past Bridgewater, sort of in between Bridgewater North and uh, Serpentine. This is I Am Triple Zero, true stories behind Victoria's Triple Zero service. This podcast is brought to you by ESTA, the Emergency Services Telecommunications Authority. I'm your host, Rochelle Jackson. Kate Egan was doing an emergency drop-in on his elderly aunt in country Victoria during the floods when he drove into deep water. I would estimate a couple of kilometres south, like back towards uh, Bendigo from Yep. Okay. You said you're stuck in floodwaters? Yeah, so I'm just near to Old Bridgewater and Serpentine Road. So I'm actually on the dry part of the road now, but I just don't, like, I'd, yeah, I don't. You can't get out? I don't fancy my chances of getting any further. During mid-2022, the north and west of the state along the Murray was hit by storms and flooded. For the first time ever, Esther dispatchers were deployed out to the regions to work alongside their emergency service colleagues. Esther's Chief Operating Officer, Nicole Ashworth. So we deployed 14 of our dispatchers out into the field starting in October, which was in response to the flood events that were taking place. Uh, So we sent them out to incident control centres, Bendigo, Shepparton, Swan Hill and Mildura as well. And that was to really support our agency partners and how we share information, uh, how we give them real time intelligence around what's happening at the event and help support decision makers in a faster response for community. How big a deal was this? I mean, most people would think, well, this is something we do every day. It is a big deal. So this is the first time that Esther's really sent people to operate outside of our emergency communication centres with mobile equipment. So quite a different operating model for Esther. And we didn't have a lot of the policies and the processes and supports in place uh, previously to be able to do that. How many directions? Ah, uh, it's just me and the 13-year-old son. Is the water where you are flowing? Uh, it's not flowing, no. I've passed through, like, uh, there is an abandoned car on the road that I have just passed, but um, I was hoping that it was going to improve and I could make my way out, but I come across somewhere that it just wasn't, um, I didn't feel comfortable trying to go through. Yep. Esther's resources and logistics and emergency management planning teams had to work very quickly and closely to ensure they could support having enough people to deploy. Dispatchers Sarah Honey and Dan Gardner were part of this successful team deployed to an incident control centre, or ICC. I don't think I knew what I was walking into, to be honest with you, but it was a good opportunity to not work in the ops floor like I've done for so long 
and to represent Esther and, and to work in Nice AC. So a fellow picked us up from the CFA and he took us for a drive around Shepparton and we went over a, a causeway, a long bridge that sort of separates Maroopna and Shepparton and then we went to the ICC and there was people everywhere and yeah, it was full on and but exciting. So you're normally a police dispatcher and doing a lot of land issues, I'd imagine. How different were these calls up in the flood areas? Yeah, nothing like I've ever seen. I worked the floods, I think, in 2010, but that was SES Dispatch in our centre. And it was just a really different experience being out there working with all the emergency service workers face-to-face. In Shepparton, it became pretty clear and evident at the start that it was swift water rescues. We were getting so many 165, which is our inland water event types, that they were, yeah, that was that was the priority, triaging those and seeing who actually needed to be evacuated and then who was in a car filling up with water as opposed to who was in a house surrounded by water and wanted to leave their address, but it wasn't life-threatening. Yep. How deep's the water, do you know? Uh, well, the road markers on the side of the road are still visible. It's like where I am now, there's no water on the road, but obviously to get to me... It'd probably get up to, I'd estimate, maybe 70 centimetres high, 80 yep. centimetres, so just about. Just making some notes there with me here. Yeah, you're right. What type of car are you in? Uh, I'm in a Mazda BP50. What colour? Black. Dispatcher Dan Gardner was also deployed to Shepparton after working as an Emergency Management Liaison Officer, or MLO, at the State Control Centre. The following couple of days, uh, stayed on at work, and then that was me on the plane and up to Shep to uh, to start the shift. And we walked into a, a really active communication centre. There was a, a lot of activity, a number of different agencies, and a foreign environment. You're up there for flood and flood-related calls. What sort of calls do you get? How do they differ from a, a normal day as a call taker here at Esther? When we're working in the flood zones, we're finding that the work is relatively restricted to that. But it's not just the case of my house is being flooded. It's not just the case of someone's house being flooded. It's, uh, it's requests for assistance. Uh, we could be talking things like potential structural collapse, flooding of premises, cars flooded in the street, people requiring rescue from bodies of water. Uh, inland, obviously, in this case, but certainly there's a... There's Certainly uh, the chance that someone might need a rescue off a coastal body of water as well. Mm. Uh, requests for food and medication resupply, welfare checks on people who haven't been heard from, and then, of course, all of the other standard emergencies which might happen. But add to that, that, that flood, which adds a completely different layer of complexity. And what's one of the biggest issues with that? It's access. So we might not necessarily be able to get an ambulance or a police car to that address. We may have to look at putting the uh, paramedics on, a, on some sort of uh, rescue vessel, perhaps, or a helicopter. So, yeah, another layer of complexity. The deployment showed Esther's dispatches are capable of so much more than being just a voice at the end of the phone line or radio. Chief Operating Officer Nicole Ashworth says the future is incredibly bright as Esther continues to build its capability and capacity. 
It is a new chapter. It's a new chapter. It's a new identity and it's a significant change to our operating model. I think it will be things that we do get called on to do it again. Absolutely. Uh, we know that we've got you know a busy peak emergency season coming up this summer. We know that we've got some significant public events in our future. So we really do need to think about what Esther can do to support those events and those emergencies as they unfold. How would you sum up the whole experience, Sarah? How long was your deployment for, by the way? Uh, I think in the end I did four deployments of four days. Sometimes we travel up and back either side. Mm -hmm. How would I describe it? Challenging, thrilling, an amazing environment to work with. For us to be deployed like this in future emergencies is, I think, relatively speaking, it's pretty exciting. I think that it's going to be a positive experience for a lot of our a lot of our people, but most importantly for the community at large, where we can make actual change and have real impacts and increase response times and enhance the information sharing between our agencies. I mean, how can you argue? That's got to be a good thing, right? Give a CB radio. No, no worries. I've notified. Um, have we got here? <coughs> this automatically notifies ambulance, police, and SES. Obviously, there's no nobody's injured or hurt. Just keep yourself safe, Kate. Identify yourself to emergency services when they arrive. All right. If you're able to assist the rescue units to the scene, do so. You'll probably get a call off a private or unknown number. That'll be the police or SES. Want to have a chat? Anything changes or escalates, uh, call us back on triple zero. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Appreciate that. No worries. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Kate was rescued in the floodwaters by the SES and his precious ute survived to drive another day. If you're interested in becoming a call taker at ESTA or working with us in one of the many other roles, visit our website, esther.vic.gov.au forward slash employees or email careers at esther.vic.gov.au.